Welcome to our podcast, Coffee and Tea with Nick and Dee. Grab your cups and get ready for a coffee break. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Tea with Nick and Dee. And we are, I don't, I've lost count now on what podcast episode this is, but I don't eventually. I said eventually I was going to stop saying it, so I guess today will be the day because I literally don't remember. I want to say it's episode six, but I can't believe I have it written down someplace, but because I'm like super lazy, I'm not about to look it up, so. Listen, I know you're not about to look it up. All right, so I'm going to just jump right into it. So our coffee break for today, um, I have literally been at Starbucks. Every other day. well, listen, I'm at Starbucks every other day for the most part anyway. But I've been really, <laughs> really big on, I've been really, really big on cold brews lately. Oh, so okay. yesterday I actually you know, two days ago I was in Target in the dollar spot and they had these cute little amber um glass bottles and they said Eey. coffee on them. Um coffee was written on them. So I grabbed them, and I was like, oh, of I'm going to, yeah, of course. I, listen, it, even if it was just to put on <laughs> put on a shelf, I was going to get it, because it was only three bucks, and it was two nice big glass jars. And Ooh, um, okay. I was like, you know, let me go ahead and make me some cold brew coffee and stick it in the fridge, and that way, when I'm ready to have, you know, cold coffee, I can just kind of pour it and, um, you know, if you're ready to go, all I really have to do is add, like, my cream and, you know, whatever else I wanted in there. But if you've yeah. never had um, cold brew coffee, um, I don't know if you have these, but. Um, oh, I had it once. I had it once. I tried it. Okay. So it is very strong. It's very strong, um, not in taste, but as far as caffeine level. So it's oh, very, wow. um, yeah, it's very high in caffeine, but it's okay. not watery nor is it like overly bitter like you know how sometimes you drink a coffee and a coffee strong but it tastes like it has a very strong taste most times mm-hmm. it's like a bitter taste yeah um but this um when you're allowing yourself to like steep the um the beans or mm-hmm. grind it up beans in the water um, it slowly kind of infuses into the water so that oh. it's strong and like concentrated. Okay. So, um, what you want to do to make your own cold brew coffee is you want to take probably about one cup of um, coffee beans, and obviously, mm-hmm. if you um, grind them yourself, that would be better. Everybody okay. doesn't have a coffee grinder. Everybody doesn't want to do that. So if you get, if, I will say, if you do get um, coffee that is already grinded, you want to make sure it's like yeah. a coarse grind, nothing too too fine. And oh, um, okay. so about a cup and then about four cups of water. And really simple, you're just going to combine the two, give it a nice little stir, and sit in the fridge for 12, 12 hours minimum and then or overnight obviously and um you're gonna strain it the next morning and 
that's your cold brew, and it will never be bitter, never watery, but the best cup of coffee, and you'd probably be jumping off the walls, but because it is oh, nice. regular, <laughs> the regular um, <laughs> brew coffee. But it is insanely, insanely good. Like, I love a nice cold brew. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I like cold coffee, so I really yeah. love cold brew. And you're getting that nice, creamy, um, whatever you put in there. Like, I've been putting pumpkin and stuff in mine lately, so. Um, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and it's not really, it's not, it's not bitter. It's not too much of a hard coffee taste. It's just mm-hmm. right. So if you guys oh. are into coffees and not teas, yeah. go ahead and try. <laughs> go ahead and try with a cold brew. No, I'm just kidding. I do tea. I have to be in the mood though. That's our coffee break for today. Mm, well, that was delicious sounding. Yes, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post the jars on Instagram because if you guys um, see those cute little jars, go ahead and go over to Target. Target, you feel me? Listen, oh God! <laughs> All right. If you go over to Target, they have those cute little glass coffee bottles. Um, I did post them actually, but I'm gonna post them again on my main little page and not in my stories. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. So that's my coffee break. That is the coffee break for today. Yes. All right. So as you guys can see from the title of the video, we are getting into um, sex. Hmm. Sex. Oh, I'll let you. But this is one of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is actually this is going to be one of a few episodes talking about sex because sex there's so many areas to talk about with sex so this will probably be one of like five knowing us because sex never gets old I mean we all here because your mom and daddy had sex so I mean it's sex and if you don't like it, by the time we get through talking about it, you might. So, I mean, <laughs> or maybe you'll just think that we're weirdos. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, wait, can, I, can we sing that? We're not going to do this. We're not. Oh. I just okay. want to know how we came in on the same on the same t- man, like we were on the same note and everything, girl. Yes. I don't even know. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for the same energy. I'm here for the same energy. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> so this topic this first topic about sex sexual sexuals this first topic. Um I think we should actually talk about sex and shame and guilt that surrounds it. That's what I'm thinking. So, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if anybody has felt shame 
or guilt when it comes to sex. But I know it, it is a very common thread, especially among women. So this is something that I think we need to talk about, especially now with so much stuff going on. Um, when you look at TV and when you look at movies and when you're listening to music, especially music nowadays, girl, it's just don't stop, pop it, don't stop, pop that, okay, never mind. <laughs> All of that, <laughs> that and more. So I just kind of wanted to get into that today because I don't want, I want, I want the shame and the guilt of sex to not be something that that hinders you and causes you frustration and repression, um, mm-hmm. especially as women, because, you know, let's just be honest, we're women. We, the reality is we run the world. So part of that should be how we feel about sex and being able to express that sexual want and need and pleasure. So, um, you know what I really don't get? I think, I think, um, like you said, sex is not talked about. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of all, like you said, we all come, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. Right. You know what I mean? If it hadn't been for sex, you know? So I think, I, I wanted to say, I think that the first thing is that we don't talk about sex. Like sex is something that is not talked about. You know, mm-hmm. you talk to people about sex, you bring it up, you, you, you can, you ever been in front of somebody and you mention like the slightest like sexual thing and it's like, you know, you see the, you see them getting uncomfortable, you know, they're moving yeah. around, yeah. they're, you know, scratching at their head, they're, you know, fiddle, you know, twiddling their fingers, like what, mm-hmm. why are you, why is why? sex so uncomfortable? And it's right. something that is natural. It is something that, like you said, once again, we would not be here had it not been for sex. A lot of animals right. would not be here if it had not been for sex. So um, exactly. I think that is like one of the first steps to make sex a, uh, a thing that is okay to talk about, a topic that is okay to talk about, because so many people are um, very embarrassed, very um, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is a lot of guilt and shame around the topic of sex. And I mean, on a on a surface level, not even talking. I mean, when you start really talking about certain things and the particulars about sex, but just on a surface level, like, hey, like, you know, do you guys? How often do you have sex? Like something so simple is like, yeah. Oh, what, what, why are you asking me that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I, I truly believe that the whole, that whole thing that makes people uncomfortable when it comes to sex is the fact that growing up, it was probably nothing that was talked about. Like, you know, nobody... You know, when you're when you're a parent, sex is that thing that I feel like 
you don't talk about it with your children. You let your school teach health and sex education or whatever it is, or teach health, and then they teach sex or sex education within um, that class. But because of that, because of that restrictive environment of not making it an open discussion at home, which, let's just be honest, their parents probably didn't talk to them about it, you know, like that. It was something that they learned from their friends at school or from something that they just heard maybe some grown-ups kind of talking about or whatever, maybe movies or a book or or whatever. And so I think Mm -hmm. that the biggest cause is just the attitudes about sex. They, they, um, it's like, it's almost like a negative experience. So a, a lot of people are taught, okay, well, when you have sex or if you have sex, you know, that should be for when you get married and only when you get married. Right. And you shouldn't, you, you know, you you shouldn't allow your body to be seen, you know. So mm-hmm. there's kind of like that shame of, about your body as well. So you're tying mm-hmm. that into the whole not discussion of sex and just, Sex is for a man and a woman who's married type of thing. It, it's only yeah. for a married couple. And so when you start, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, so I was just saying the issue with that is, yeah, um, a lot of times when these um, couples, because I mean I have quite a few um, married friends, and you know, especially if you come from a religious background. It's, you know, right. don't have sex till you're married, don't have sex till you're married, don't have sex till you're married. But right. the entire time, sex was never discussed in the household. Sex was never right. discussed. At what point are you going to say, okay, when you are married and when you decide to have sex with your husband, you know, you should be doing A, B, C, D, E, F. Mm-hmm. When is the topic going to come up and be discussed? Uh, surrounding sex, you know? So it's like they're teaching, okay, don't have sex till you're married, and then that's it. And then you get into a relationship and, you know, don't have sex until you're married has been beaten in your head um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) from (laughs) from birth till at whatever age you're getting married. You have women getting married at 30, 20, you know, whatever age it is. But... Mm -hmm. For the majority, longer than you've um, been married, obviously, it's been beaten into your mind to not have sex till you, till you get married. And it's bad. And never, right. this is why, and this is how to do it, and this is what you should do when you do, and let's prepare you for right. that time when that time comes. So you have a lot of women, myself included, um, you know, when you get when you do get married, you're, you still have guilt and shame around it and it's like okay I'm married now and I know that it's okay for me to have sex but Mm -hmm. you're still conditioned you've been conditioned your whole life like sex is bad I shouldn't be having sex so it makes it kind of difficult when you do get married and when it's time to have sex and by no means like I was not a virgin when I had sex but and that's a whole nother topic in and of itself because the whole time that you are having sex before you get married, 
there's right. shame around that too, you know? Right. So, um, I feel like it's just so many people that they get married and they have sex with their mate and they still feel guilty because mentally they've been conditioned the whole time that sex is bad, you shouldn't have sex, and mm-hmm. that was it. They never right. show them the other side, you know? Right. Uh, when it's time right. to have sex, and that comes with an open sex talk, uh, mm-hmm. a, a open dialogue where you're able to discuss the topic of sex comfortably, whether it be a parent and a child or, um, you know, amongst friends. But I just think ultimately between a parent and a child and just creating that environment from childhood up until um, adulthood to where a person is comfortable with, you know, A, their sex, their sexuality, mm-hmm. and, you know, owning their, you know, their their body, you know, being right. comfortable with their body as well. So, yeah, that, that kind of um, stuck out to me when you said the whole, um, you know, being married thing. Yeah, because you, that's, that's what a lot of, I feel like that's what a lot of people learn. Um, um, to, 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 in today's time, day and age, it's a little bit different. You know, sex is more put on the forefront and women are, are coming out about how they feel and what they want. And they're letting it be known, you know, uh, it, you know, y'all, if, you know, my girl, you know, my girl out there, she talking about what she wants and she ain't playing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Cardi and Meg and Lucille Bogan was even doing it back in the, <laughs> y'all, y'all know them, y'all know these are my girls, right? You know, right, you know these are my girls. But it's funny because even with that, the whole sex until marriage, it's almost made to seem that when you do get married and you do have sex, you, your job is to please your husband, which mm-hmm. which then stems into gender roles and how your role as a woman is supposed to be to please that man, and but that man being only your husband. So, for example, like girls um, may get the message that uh, – it's okay to have sex, but not for enjoyment purposes, mm-hmm. unless you want to be thought of as a hoe. So you can't just go out here and have your boyfriend and have sex and then possibly even go have sex with somebody else maybe a year later without being thought of as a, as a hoe. But a man can go out here mm-hmm. and he can he could stick his little his little stick into whatever little you know thing he wanted to do. You know, he can just it's like he can do whatever he wants to do and, and he's not thought of as anything, but the minute a woman decides that she wants to experience that pleasure, she wants to know what that is. She wants to find out what it is she likes and wants and what she wants to experiment with, all of a sudden she's a hoe. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, now we have more of the whole shame and guilt thing going on 
because you're expecting these gender roles to um to be something that's that is carried with us. But the reality is there are no strict gender roles when it comes to sex. There yeah. it doesn't even exist. We as women enjoy sex just as much as men. We like to be pleasured. We like to pleasure. We feel pleasure. And so to make us feel as though, and this is, a lot of this is coming from, um, I think a lot of it started with men, but I think the problem is, is that women have conformed into that thought process as well. Well, I'm mm-hmm. just supposed to please my husband. Well, who the hell told you that bullshit? And why do you I think, think that? that? It goes back to, um, you know, gender roles and, you know, back in the day, you know, a man had his specific role and a man ran the household and it was a job, you know, women's job to please a man, not just sexually, but, you know, in general. Yeah. So I think, like you said, it all goes back to gender roles and even um, boys growing up, you know, um, for women, sex is bad, you know. Um, mm-hmm. For men, it's praise. Oh, you know, you could be a 15-year-old boy and, you know, you decide to have sex and it's like, oh, you know, go ahead and make, let me give you a condom. No, let me, let me make sure you strap up. A, a woman having sex at that age, hell no. You right. know, so, again, um, it is a lot to do with gender roles because, I mean, I, I honestly don't feel as though men have, I think that they do, but I don't think it's nearly as much guilt and shame around sex as women do because um, they are sort of thrusted into it with a pat on the back. Like, it's okay. And, like, you know, this is what men do. But, again, here here are the gender roles. Women don't do that. They wait until they are married and they wait Mm -hmm. until – you know, that's the right time, you know, to quote-unquote engage in sex. And, I mean, I just feel like (laughs) over and over I feel as though, you know, even before you have sex, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're talking about masturbation, when you're talking about just Mm -hmm. self-exploration and, you know, um, exploring your body, feeling your parts, knowing because a lot of people, and this is like this can turn into a whole nother topic. A lot of women, they yeah, like you have you sat down and looked in the mirror and looked at your actual vagina. Like you have right. a lot of women out here that don't know, you know, the makeup of a vagina. You know, they don't right. know their right. parts. You know. Right. Um, this is why you have women out here uh, putting soap up in their vagina. Like, ma'am, self-cleaning, right. what are you doing? You know, right. and they don't know, you know? Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're up in here itching and burning. <laughs> right. You know, but all, all of that comes with, you know, not exploring the, the body. And we forget that, I mean, it's healthy. It's healthy and it's also necessary. Because right. here's the 
here you go. Later on, you know, you have you have yeast infections. You know, you 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 have to be comfortable in the place that you live. You live in your mm-hmm. body. You know, right. I need to know if I don't know every curve, crevice, area in my body, and I've been living in my body for thirty mm-hmm. plus years. I need to. That's mm-hmm. a problem. If I've never opened up my vagina, looked at right. Why is 
it's so difficult to talk about something that mm-hmm. if we if we we wouldn't be here if it didn't exist. Right. Right. And and I think a lot of people need to understand that. And you need to understand that when you are in these relationships, I don't care if it's your husband. I honestly, me personally, I don't care if you have multiple partners. First of all, if you have multiple partners, chances are you're not having any problems with shame and guilt and repression. I'm, let me just say that. You, you're not no, having any problems. They probably are, though. They probably are. But so if you are having that problem, the, you have to think about this. When you have sexual repression, okay. I remember taking psychology, and I remember learning about Sigmund Freud, and he talked about um, that when you are repressing your sexual urges, um, you can have a lot of uh, things happen negatively because of that. You know, physically, you can have stuff just like um, trouble with having an orgasm. You know what I mean? You can um, emotionally feel, you know, guilt because you you even have the sexual desires or you even have anxiety about even having um, the sex with your husband, with your spouse, with your spouse. Let me not say your husband because actually there's been men who who've dealt with this too. Um, so let me just say, y- you actually start to feel um, anxiety about having sex with your spouse, and these things are not good to have because you start having these self judgments, like you just talked about, like you just said, self judgment about even wanting these things and feeling these things. And that's not good because if we, as people who are, uh, what is it called? Um, what is it called? Gender normative, whatever, gender norm, gender normative, whatever that phrase is. Can you imagine people who are, um, Living like, uh, uh, um, you know, gay, lesbian, lesbian, binary, uh, transgender. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what they are feeling? Because mm-hmm. they don't fit into a quote unquote normal category. Now right. they're placed in a whole different category and having these feelings and not knowing where to even place these feelings. So they're having to deal with a whole nother issue on top of the issue of sexuality. So I, when you, I have a theory. I have a theory about how to actually deal with this because you also start to deal with having boundary issues and stuff too. Because if you don't know what you like, if you don't, if you have a problem with what you desire and expressing what you desire, then you're going to have boundary issues because you're not going to know what, where your boundary is or where somebody else's boundary is towards you. You know, that's also going to cause. So my theory is this. Start to have, um, how do you call it? Like, Mindfully accepting your sexual thoughts. Mm. 
learn how to do that. Learn how to accept the fact that, number one, you are human. It doesn't matter if you're male or female or binary or transgender. You are human. You have sexual thoughts. You have sexual desires. And don't be afraid to allow those thoughts into your life. And don't be afraid to explore them. Um, it, even if you have to start by learning who you are yourself, which means actually masturbating. Um, and then start to read up on, like, sexual positivity. Because, I mean, you're, I just think that this is just one of those really big issues that, um, that has been plaguing us since the beginning of, of, of man, to be quite honest. And I just appreciate the fact that we now have songs where women are like, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what you're going to do, and if you can't do it, then you need to bounce. I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I honestly just think that anybody, um, I'm just speaking from a woman's point of view because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine the shame and the guilt on top of that, like you said, that goes into, you know, gay, lesbian, the whole, um, all the other, and there's too many of them to me the name, okay? Because, but right, like, yeah, oh, it's a lot, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I honestly think that, I mean, what you said is great, but a lot of people, um, uh, they they do need to seek counseling because there's, a, mm-hmm. uh, there's also a certain level of shame and guilt that I do have to mention that may come from people that have been, um, you know, sexually abused. Um, abused, uh-huh. Things of that yep. nature that um, can also trigger, you know, guilt um, and a right. shame around that. So, it, I mean, it, it can be not just an upbringing because I'm speaking from a standpoint. I know for me, shame and guilt mm-hmm. comes from just uh, conservative and religious style upbringing. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, um, I mean, obviously it all stems from our childhood, but that can be from a plethora of things. It could be from, you know, sexual abuse. It could be from a religious standpoint. It could be from, um, you know, identifying as, you know, something else. Um, So it -hmm. could be a lot of different things. But um, ultimately, you know, I think if it's really, really um, weighing and really having an effect that, uh, I mean, because there are counselors, there there are counselors that um, actually um, specialize in uh, sex therapy on mm-hmm. the level of, you know, covering all of that, covering guilt and shame and those type of things. So um, Right. So yeah. I do think that this was a little, this was a little heavy today. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, it's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But you know, I do think that it's very important, you know, for us to overcome, um, just overcome.
from the shame that surrounds sex and be true to you and, you know, don't conform to any other standards of what society may, you know, throw on you. Do what you feel is right. Do what Mm -hmm. is best for you. Mm -hmm. You are the only one that is living in your body and living your life. So ultimately, um, you know, all of us are are um, supposed to have, you know, good sex. We're, you know, we we're do that, you know. I know a lot of people right. feel, and there's a lot of people that feel like feel like sex is, um, I guess, for the purpose of reproduction and reproduction only. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole other subject because I've like had a discussion with someone, I won't say the person's name, but um, okay. and was like, this is what this is for. It should not be for pleasure. And it should only mm. be for And I was like, mm. yeah, so that's a whole other <laughs> the conversation. That mm. you mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, at some point during our our little sex talk episodes, yeah. 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 Mm. Okay. I that threw me. I. Mm-hmm. I, I. Yeah. But I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I just feel like it, this is a very subjective subject. Everyone's it is. Taste, everybody's morals, um, you know, their customs are all different. And, you know, especially when it comes to sex, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, what one person might consider to be one thing could be another to somebody else. So, you know, do what works for you. As long as it's consensual, as long as it's legal, I don't right. feel like any sex, quote-unquote, is, you know, bad as long as it, you know, because, I mean, it, it, it may not work for me, but it might work for you. And like I said, as long as yeah. it's consensual and as long as it's legal, you know, your religion might allow for that. Your you know, social customs might allow for that. It might not allow for me. Your morals might allow for that. It might not matter, you know, allow for me. But Mm -hmm. the the point that I'm trying to make is do what is best for you overall. Right. And be comfortable. Be comfortable. Right. And live in your truth. Right. But that being said, Medina... Well, before I give it to you, I just want to say this. Um, if you're not sure about if you are somebody who needs um, sexual therapy, like a sexual therapist, um, I think the best way to figure that out is to just say what part of your life is affecting or how, how much is this um, sexual quote-unquote dysfunction affecting your life. And if it's something that's major, you probably need to see a sex therapist 
and you can just find one through um, there's an association of sexual uh, sexual educators and counselors. Um, there's a whole acronym for it. I don't know the name of it, but just look up like the Association of Sexual Educators and Counselors, and you can find that. So that's all I got to say about that. And we're not we'll put that in the we'll put that on the show notes. Sexual counselors. We are just right. two women giving our input and our point of view on this specific topic as it pertains to us. So take it with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening. Was it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a grain of salt. A grain of salt. Okay. So, so that's all I have to say about that because this topic can get in even deeper. But like I said, we're gonna have about four or five more episodes dealing with sex, and um, they ain't gonna be as deep. They actually gonna get a little raunchy. Okay. So, anyway, so the tea. So my tea of today of this of this of this fine Tuesday in Southern Illinois. Oh, I ain't in Southern Illinois. I'm in Chicago. Let me shut up. Anyway, (laughs) so my tea of today is actually a tea, a drinking tea. And the reason I chose this tea is because I recently started working out. I started doing kickboxing. And my muscles um, have been very weak from all the sit-ups and push-ups and the burpees and the this and the that and the this. So my tea that I found that has been um, somewhat beneficial, not like 100%, but it, it takes it takes like some of the edge off, is um, the, the Rebos tea, and I've never known how to pronounce it, but it's R-O-O-I-B-O-S, the Rebos tea. Um, I found that to actually be very uh, beneficial because um, there's calcium in it. And so what happens is it helps to strengthen your joints and to strengthen um, your bones, and it's a good um, post-workout drink. Um, So for people who are doing, like, intense stuff like lifting and jumping and things like that, um, it helps to avoid like the joint pains and things like that, and it helps to speed up um, muscle recovery. Um, and so you are less achy, and you um, don't have like as much inflammation and things like that. Because you know when you work out, especially when you're doing any type of bodybuilding and things like that, you have muscle tears, and that's how you end up building. So what this does is it actually accelerates the healing of those uh, muscle tears. And Rebos also has, like, a lot of good minerals, like calcium, magnesium, and copper and potassium and stuff like that. So um, if you are looking for something that will help with, you know, like, working out and muscle recovery, Rebos tea is a good tea for that. So that is You know, I um only heard of it once, but have you heard about it um like people losing weight from it? Because that's what I know that tea from. For like people using it oh, for weight. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. 
No, I just looked up something that would help with my. Don't be surprised if you ride here because it's snatched in a couple of months. Oh, oh, wait a wait a wait a minute now. Oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. Okay. You know what? Yeah. If I'm, let me tell you something. If this whole kickboxing thing um, with this Rebo T had me looking real snatch, don't be surprised if y'all see me in um, some La Perla underwear um, on my IG page posing. Like damn, please don't. Please don't. Oh, please with I'm the high heels, I'm gonna be like this. You know. <laughs> women, women do not. Do okay. <laughs> women do not. You are not supposed, baby. I will be on there like what? Try me. What? Please don't. What? Don't and don't let me get the water like the wet look. Like I just got out the sea. Just Okay, this is gone too far. No? Okay. Um people, we're gonna talk to you guys next Tuesday. I don't know okay. where she went. She's out there. She's out there. She in the sea. She's talking about wet look. Oh. I don't know where she is. <laughs> she way out there. We done lost I her. Just okay. Lost I just was thinking. Okay. All right. My bad. All right. All right. So we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Next. Happy Yes. Next Tuesday, good peeps. A Mecca Medina production.